As I laid on the cold, hard planks of the wooden, not-so-seaworthy ship, I could smell the salty air, but it was dark, and I was being tossed around by the Indo-Pacific, and I was surrounded by people packed in like sardines, and there were roosters and rats. And the only thing I could think of to keep the seasickness at bay was, what the hell am I doing here? My mom always said I came out of the womb worrying. I've been worrying my entire life. And that worrying only got worse throughout life's happenings. It got worse when I was 12, when my dad died of an unexpected heart attack. And it got even worse just months later when my mom fell into the deep, dark hole that is drug and alcohol addiction. It got worse when I moved out when I was 16. And so by the time I was 19, that worrying had turned into something I learned was called anxiety. And it turned into something that I would later learn was called depression. And I knew that I had to do something to change this. I didn't recognize myself or the life that I was living in anymore. Medication wasn't a great choice for me because of my mom's history with addiction. So I knew I had to do something else. I had to find some way to escape this reality I was living now. And I was in college at the time for marine biology. And I saw this poster one day on campus. It was a four-week research expedition in remote Indonesia, and I thought, I have severe anxiety. I am going to go to one of the most dangerous, the most remote places in the world. That is what I'm going to do. It was a great idea. <laughs> so in the coming weeks, I found myself, even though I'd barely even been out of the South before, getting more vaccines than I could count and taking anti-malarial medications and applying for a passport. And then I was flying. I was flying from the Panhandle of Florida to LA to Taiwan to Jakarta, Indonesia. And then this wasn't like going to Bali. Like Jakarta, Indonesia, I flew to Makassar. And from Makassar, I flew to Baobao. And on Baobao, I got on a wooden, not-so-seaworthy ship for 12 hours into the remote regions of the Wakatobi National Park. And when I showed up in on this island, it was only a few miles wide, and my anxiety was already running wild. And if that wasn't enough, you're welcomed on the island with a talk they nicknamed the 10,000 ways you could die on this island. It included everything from falling coconuts to poisonous plants to venomous organisms. And in the coming weeks, I would, I would have some interactions with these things. Uh, there was the time I almost stepped on a cone snail on the beach, which is a venomous species of snail that can shoot a harpoon into your foot and kill you within a few minutes. There was the time that I ran into a monitor lizard in the dark on the walk back to my hut. And then the time I was catching yellow-lipped sea snakes with an Indonesian man for our research lab, and he was very confused, even though we were wading in knee-deep water at night at an incoming tide, when he grabbed one of the venomous snakes, put it in his pocket, and insisted why I wouldn't take his hand as we walked back to the lab. So needless to say, my anxiety, that voice that was so constant before, was starting to kind of drown out through these experiences, because I was just experiencing so many extreme things. And so one day, when a British colleague of mine asked if I wanted to go out on a boat with him to collect a species of reef, reef fish for some work he was doing, I didn't even hesitate. I didn't even think twice. So we went down to the beach, and we met two Indonesian men who didn't speak any English. But we showed him a picture of the fish that we were after. And even though I didn't know what species it was, this guy did, and he was in charge. So I was fine. We got in a little wooden boat uh, that had an outboard that looked like it hadn't been run in years. And we started puttering out to the barrier reef. 
Once we got out to a spot, nothing was said, couldn't really communicate, so they stopped the boat and started undressing. Until each of them was just wearing a very small pair of whitey tighties, lack of a better word, except one was bright pink and the other was bright orange. And they donned these pairs of very small wooden goggles, and they fearlessly jumped overboard with a gill net that they stretched out between them. My colleague and I looked at each other, and we slowly pulled on our wetsuits to protect us from potentially fatal box jellyfish stings, and we pulled on our fins to swim against the dangerous currents, and our masks and snorkels so we could breathe in the water, and we jumped in after them. We took turns chasing fish into this net, and the, if you've ever used a gill net, I'm sure most of you have, the fish get caught at their gills in this net in the small mesh, and then I would pick out the species we didn't want, and when the ones that were left that we did, we would carry the net on board. We did this at a few different locations, and once we got the net back on board, it was my job to take the fish out of the net and put them into bins based on size. Now, I noticed right away that this fish had a spine on its dorsal fin, which is the fin that runs on the top of the fish's body. So I was very careful to get them out of the net, and I would gently put my hand next to them and have them relax and then pull them out before I put them in the bins. Except. About the third place we were at, it got kind of rough in the water, and the boat was rocking around. And as I was going to get one of the fish out, it took this momentum as an opportunity to turn itself very quickly and drive its spine straight into my hand. And before I knew what happened, I looked down and I could see the blood coming out. And I immediately thought of the 10,000 ways I could die in Indonesia, and was this going to be it? So I turned to my colleague and I said, these fish aren't venomous, are they? Long pause. And he turns back to me and his eyes get wide and he goes, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean you don't know? These are your fish. And so I turned to the Indonesian men who speak no English and I'm doing every international sign that I know for death and dying. And I say the only Indonesian word I know that could possibly relate to the situation, which was hati hati, which meant very dangerous, be careful. And they go, oh, hati hati, and their eyes are wide. And, and so I'm trying to stay calm because I know the venom is probably just pulsing through my body right now. And me freaking out is only going to make it go faster. But luckily, since I'm a worrier, I have my evacuation plan already planned in my head. So I'm like, we got to go. We got to get back. We're pulling everything on board. We race off in this little outboard that can barely go back to the lab. And by this point, I feel the venom all over, right? Like, it's like really in there. I'm starting to black out. I feel my words start to slur, like I'm stumbling. And we get back to the beach, and I climb out of the boat, and we go up to the lab, and I find my advisor, and I say, Dr. B, Dr. B, we need to get a helicopter. I need to get off the island. I've been spined by a venomous fish. We have to go. This is, you don't understand. I'm dying this. We got to go. And so he says, okay, well, let's go look at the fish together. And we go look at the fish, and he's freaking out, and I'm freaking out. And, and we see the fish, and he turns to me, and he says, Caitlin, these fish are not venomous. And I say, yes, they are. I am dying. You don't understand. It's in my body. We got to go. We got to call the helicopter. And sure enough, we pulled out the ID guide, and and the fish was not venomous. It was actually a, a surgeon fish, which is similar to Dory from Finding Nemo, um, which I didn't know at the time. But in that moment, what I now realized was what I was feeling through my body wasn't venom. It was my old friend anxiety. And through my disappointment of realizing that I might never be fearless and I might always have anxiety, 
I had learned to be brave, and that was enough. Thank you.